Hey everybody, welcome into Montana at Noon. For New Media Broadcasters, I'm Ashley Milas. To start our show, let's check out that extended weather command forecast. For the rest of today, it's going to be sunny with a 20% chance of rain showers in the afternoon. Highs will be 75 to 80 degrees and west winds up to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, it's going to be mostly clear with lows in the mid-50s and north winds up to 10 miles per hour, shifting to the south after midnight. Tomorrow, it's going to be sunny with highs 85 to 90 degrees and southwest winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. And tomorrow night, it's going to be mostly clear with lows around 60 degrees and southwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. On Wednesday, it's going to be partly cloudy with a 20% chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Highs will be 85 to 90 degrees and west winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. And Wednesday night, there is a 70% chance of rain showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Lows will be around 55 degrees. Coming this Thursday, it's going to be much cooler and mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of rain showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Highs will be 60 to 65 degrees. And Thursday night, it's going to be partly cloudy with a 20% chance of thunderstorms and lows 50 to 55 degrees. And this Friday, it's going to be warmer and partly cloudy with highs 80 to 85 degrees. And into Friday night, it'll be mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain showers and lows around 55 degrees. And on Saturday, it's going to be mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Highs will be 70 to 75 degrees. To continue, let's see what's going on in our local news. The McCullough Ranch Rebuilding Benefit Auction is on for Saturday, June 27th from 8 to 4 p.m. at the corner of Broadway and Main Street in Geraldine. American Legion Auxiliary Treasurer and Geraldine Historical Committee President Monica Rice said an electrical fire in February swooped down and burned the outbuildings on the McCullough Family Ranch, costing them vital farm equipment. The outbuildings held things like their slothers and their haying equipment and tractors and trucks. So they lost all of this machinery. And the insurance only paid for the buildings. So they're out a huge amount of money. Rice said so far they have been blown away by the support they've received and are accumulating a lot of great auction items. It has just snowballed. The amount of items for the auction has just gotten huge. We have huge things like we have air drills and we have a tractor and we have baler and trucks and Jim Taylor Motors put in cars. It's just amazing. All proceeds will go towards helping the McCullough family rebuild their ranch. And Rice said they are urging the community and out-of-state buyers to join in the cause. For more information, you can visit the McCullough Ranch Rebuilding Benefit Facebook page. The Haver Animal Shelter is asking for the public's help regarding an investigation into an alleged dog poisoning incident last month. The shelter says on May 23rd, the Haver Police Department responded to a complaint of three dead dogs in a yard in the 1000 block of 8th Avenue. At approximately 2 a.m., two individuals were reported walking into the alley near the resident. At about the same time, the dogs began showing symptoms of poisoning, which has been confirmed the cause of death. No other details regarding this incident have been released, and the investigation is ongoing. Anyone with more information is urged to contact Haver PD at 265-4361 or Crime Stoppers at 265-4444. The MSU Northern Alumni Foundation is on the last lap to fund Phase 1 of the new football stadium. MSU Northern Alumni Foundation Executive Director Chantel Kronk says they have raised all but $380,000 of the $3 million needed, and their goal is to complete Phase 1 no later than the last week of September. 
With COVID, ironically, it kind of works to our advantage because initially the football season was going to start early in August, and we knew we probably wouldn't have all of the details in by then. But now the football team actually starts the very last week of September. So that gives us some breathing room. We could actually play all of our home games potentially. Kronk said this football stadium will not only benefit the sports team, but the community as well. This is going to be a economic engine for the entire community. This is going to be bringing people to town. We can do summer camps there. We can do concerts there. Potentially, we will be having the college graduation outside at the field versus, you know, shoving everybody into the armory like we've been doing for years. Moving forward, Kronk said the foundation will be holding various events the next couple of months to help finish fundraising phase one of the stadium. For more information, you can call 265-3711 or visit northernalumnifoundation.org. A 4-H rabies clinic has been set for this Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Old Fire Hall in Turner. This clinic will allow pet owners to purchase several different vaccines for both dogs and cats. Chinook area veterinarian Jessica Robb says providing these vaccines is a matter of public health. She adds that there is currently an outbreak of canine distemper on the High Line. Distemper is a really nasty virus that causes a lot of respiratory symptoms, runny nose, runny eyes, but can also infect the dog's brain, causing seizures and potentially death. Rob says this clinic will allow local pet owners in the Turner area to get their pets vaccinated without needing to travel. It's nice for us to be able to go up there and offer a day. People can bring their dogs and cats to us, get updated on their vaccines, and then part of the proceeds go to the 4-H program that's up there. Deworming will also be available, as will flea and tick products. And that'll do it for our local news today. Now let's see what's going on in and around our state. Montana health officials are reporting 75 new cases of COVID-19 from over the weekend and a new coronavirus-related death. There were no immediate details available about the death reported Monday, which is the state's 21st. More than 2,800 test results were reported between Friday and Sunday. They resulted in 32 cases being announced Saturday, 20 on Sunday, and 23 on Monday. The 32 cases reported on Saturday mark the second-highest single-day case tally in the state, trailing only the 35 cases reported on March 26th. Montana's known case total stands at 740. 15 people are hospitalized and 548 have recovered. Montana's Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes are taking a unique approach to raising awareness of the coronavirus pandemic among their youngest members. Tribal leaders on the Flathead Reservation in northwestern Montana are soliciting the help of local musicians to convince young people to adhere to COVID-19 safety precautions. Singer Artie Mendoza III known by the name Kid Truth, released the campaign's first song with lyrics that urge kids to wash their hands, wear a mask, and stay six feet apart. Montana's unemployment rate dropped to 9% last month from 11.9% in April amid the coronavirus-related economic downturn. Total employment, including both payroll jobs and the self-employed, added 16,780 jobs over the month, the most jobs added in any single month since data collection began in 1976. Despite job gains, Montana's May employment estimate remains roughly 44,000 jobs below its pre-pandemic peak. The national unemployment rate for the period was 13.3%. Authorities have identified a 19-year-old man killed during his attempted apprehension in Montana on a warrant for deliberate homicide in Colorado. Yellowstone County Assistant Coroner Richard Hoffman told the Associated Press that Kellen Fortune was killed after being shot multiple times when he exchanged gunfire with federal agents on Thursday in Billings. 
Police say members of the U.S. Marshal Service Violent Fugitive Task Force had been trying to apprehend Fortune. Billings police are investigating and a coroner's inquest will be conducted to determine if Fortune's killing was justified. Field hospitals set up in Bismarck and Fargo in preparation for a spike in coronavirus cases have been disassembled. Hundreds of cots and medical supplies were put in place at the University of Mary Field Houses in Bismarck and at the Fargo Dome early this spring in case regular hospitals weren't able to handle all the coronavirus cases. About two dozen people are currently hospitalized with COVID-19 in North Dakota, well below the state's hospital bed capacity. The Associated Press reported state officials say the cots are in storage and could be reassembled in as little as 48 hours if needed. State officials say North Dakota has collected about $43 million in online sales taxes since they were authorized two years ago. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in June 2018 that states can force online shoppers to pay sales taxes. North Dakota began collecting from remote sellers that fall. State Tax Commissioner Ryan Rauschenberger says the court's decision leveled the playing field for local sellers who were no longer at a competitive disadvantage with their online competitors. The Associated Press reported North Dakota cities and counties that imposed local sales taxes have received nearly $15 million through the first half of this year. And folks, that will conclude our state news today. Now let's check out those wheat prices per bushel. In Hill County, winter wheat is $3.89, while spring wheat is $4.79. In Blaine County, winter wheat is $3.79, while spring wheat is $4.74. In Liberty County, winter wheat is $3.94, while spring wheat is $4.79. In Shoto County, winter wheat is $3.89, while spring wheat is $4.79. And in Phillips County, winter wheat is $3.74, while spring wheat is $4.69. To continue, let's take a look at our funeral notices. Carol Ann Upshaw passed away of natural causes at the Sweet Memorial Nursing Home in Chinook on April 8th, just four days after her 76th birthday. Cremation has taken place and a graveside service will be held at 10 a.m. on Friday, July 10th in the Calvary Cemetery. A reception will follow the graveside service at the Eagles Club in Chinook. Funeral services will be held for Jill Bold, including a rosary vigil Wednesday, June 24th at 7 p.m., at St. Margaret Mary's Catholic Church in Big Sandy, Montana. A funeral mass will be held June 25th at 1 p.m. at the Bold Ranch south of Chinook. A meal will be provided. Please bring a potluck salad or dessert of your choice. You can also bring your own beverage if you desire. If you have any questions, you can contact Amanda at 406-399-2887. Gordon David Mose, 74, passed away peacefully in his sleep at his home in Big Sandy on Saturday evening, June 13th. All of his children, grandchildren, and his wife were able to be home that day by his side. Cremation has taken place and the memorial services will be held at St. Margaret Mary's Catholic Church at 2 p.m. on Friday, June 26th. A reception to celebrate Gordon's life will follow his memorial service at Paul Williams Memorial Park. And folks, that will conclude our show today. I want to thank you for tuning in. And remember, we are your primary news source seven days a week on KOJM and KPQX. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day and make sure you stay safe out there on the High Line. For new media broadcasters, I'm Ashley Milas, and I'll catch you next time on Montana at Noon.